Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 21st of March. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1800 and we travel to Venice in Italy. Today, in an extraordinary ceremony, Pius VII was crowned Pope in a Benedictine monastery with a temporary papal tiara made out of papier-mâché. The church leadership had been driven out of Rome after French troops under Napoleon Bonaparte had invaded and captured the previous Pope, Pius VI, taking him as a prisoner to France, where he died in 1799. The period between the death of a Pope and the gathering of a conclave to elect a new one is referred to as a sede vacante period to indicate that the chair of Peter is temporarily empty. Because of the volatile political climate, this period lasted approximately six months and the conclave gathered to elect his successor, not in the Sistine Chapel in Rome, but in a Benedictine monastery of San Giorgio in Venice. Conclave, which in Latin means with a key, indicates that the cardinal electors gathered should be locked in seclusion when going through the process of electing a Pope. Conclaves were mandated by Pope Gregory X because of concerns around the political interference in papal elections. A papal election is meant to be inspired by the Holy Spirit and a conclave is supposed to allow the cardinals to be isolated in prayer and free of external distractions. In this unusual conclave in Venice, a compromise candidate emerged as Pope, the Benedictine monk and theologian Barnaba Niccolò Maria Luigi Chiaramonti. On the 14th of March 1800, Monti was elected Pope and he took as his pontifical name Pius VII in honour of his immediate predecessor who had effectively died as a prisoner of Napoleon in France. Monti was crowned today a week later in the adjacent monastery church by means of this unusual ceremony wearing a papier-mâché papal tiara. The French had seized the tiaras held by the Holy See when occupying Rome. The papal tiara is a crown that is worn by popes of the Catholic Church from as early as the 8th century and was last used by Pope Paul VI in 1963. By the 14th century, it had taken a three-tiered form and was solemnly placed on the Pope's head during a papal coronation. And when the popes had assumed temporal power in the papal states, the base of the crown became decorated with jewels to resemble the crowns of princes. But by 1963, and the election of Paul VI, the last time the papal tiara was used, the tiara had been donated by the city Milan, where Paul had been the archbishop before his election and it was not covered in jewels or precious gems and it was sharply cone-shaped. 
The church had already begun to move away from its association with earthly power, and it was beginning to be seen as an outdated embarrassment. Though not currently worn as part of papal regalia, the papal tiara still appears on the coats of arms of the Holy See and the flag of the Vatican City. Back in Venice, at the start of the 19th century, the new Pope who we remember today left for Rome, sailing on what we are told was a barely seaworthy Austrian ship, the Bellona. Pius VII at first attempted to take a cautious approach in dealing with Napoleon. They signed a Concordat of 1801, which succeeded in guaranteeing religious freedom for Catholics living in France. They had recently survived the French Revolution, which had tried to eradicate the church. And then, famously, Pius was present at Napoleon's coronation as the Emperor of France in 1804. Again, this did not proceed in a traditional manner, as Napoleon crowned himself. While the Pope recited the coronation formula, Napoleon turned and removed his laurel wreath, crowned himself, and then crowned the kneeling Josephine with a small crown surmounted by a cross, which he had first placed on his own head. Interestingly, a commemorative coin was minted, with the image of Pope Pius VII on the obverse and Notre Dame on the reverse. The coin was dated on the reverse according to the Gregorian calendar, but also the French Revolutionary calendar, which was another sign of the political uncertainty of the time. Five years later, however, Napoleon once again invaded the Papal States, which resulted in his excommunication. Pius VII was taken prisoner and transported to France, and he remained there until the defeat of the French and the exile of Napoleon, and was permitted to return to Rome, where he was greatly warm, greeted warmly as a hero and defender of the faith. A palpably holy and resilient man, it is recorded that on one occasion in France, the Pope was celebrating Mass and was said to have entered a trance and began to levitate in a manner that drew him to the altar. This particular episode aroused great wonder and awe among the attendants, which included the French soldiers guarding him, who were in disbelief of what had just occurred. He was also a shrewd political operator. And on the United States' undertaking of the First Barbary War to suppress the Muslim pirates along the southern Mediterranean coast and ending their kidnapping of Europeans for ransom and slavery, the Pope declared that the United States had done more for the cause of Christianity than the most powerful nations of Christendom had done for ages. Recently, Pope Benedict XVI has opened the process of beatification for him. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the life of Jonathan Edwards 
a revivalist preacher, who is now regarded as one of America's most important and original philosophical theologians. Visit our website for more information at www.pogp.net And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.